Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tangents. Thank you everybody for listening. I really appreciate all the downloads and support. It it, uh, it gives me those good feelings in my tummy. Yes, in my tummy. Thank you to uh, thank you to the new listeners in Norway, North Carolina, and Texas. Yeehaw. Appreciate you. And now I probably lost that Texas listener. Oh well. I do love barbecue, so hopefully that wins you back. My guest this week is my childhood friend and independent filmmaker, Chris Combs. Uh, we talk a bit about everything, about how he got into the film industry, about moving to Japan to start his film independent film career. Uh, we talk a little bit about our teenage angst and the stupid shit that we did in high school together and afterwards. And we talk a lot about his new upcoming short film, Blue and Yellow. Now, at the time of recording, there was some uncertainty whether or not he had made it into a specific film festival, but now we can confirm that he has made it into said festival, which is called the Japan Film Festival of Los Angeles, JFFLA for short. This year's festival, I read, is going to be all online, starting October 1st through the 4th. For more information and details about how you can purchase tickets for screenings, visit www.jffla.org. That being said, on to the show with my very good friend, Mr. Chris Combs. I'm really good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. This is, don't worry, we'll definitely start it much better. I'm still, since it's like a new show, I'm yeah. still trying to, you know, we're organically, as you say, organically growing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's there's someone being murdered outside, as you can hear. Oh, my God. <laughs> sirens. I forgot about the sirens and the helicopters of the city. Oh, it looks like they're gone. The guy was not murdered. Mm. Anywho. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. It's yeah. good. To, it's good. Well, welcome back to my home. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> nah, buddy. It's good to see you, man. Um, welcome back to Tangents. Oh, yeah. What was I saying? Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out, like, what what's the show about? I mean, so far, like, we were kind of talking about it earlier, just, you know, when you first got here. Right. I'm still trying to figure out, like, what the point of this show is. What the point of your show is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's, like, I mean, isn't there a lot of those uh, TV shows or, you know, podcasts or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, it took them a while to find that, you know, and it's like, oh, it's not Definitely. that. It's not, yeah, so, I mean, like, I mean, some people took for fucking ever to get it done, right? You know, but, um, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot there's no swearing on this podcast. Um, what is swearing on this podcast? Oh, there is. Well, what, what did I say? Yeah, this isn't, this isn't like a, a, a safe for work <laughs> podcast. The first episode, me and my buddy were making like <laughs> terrible jokes. Yeah. Um, they were terrible because they were mean and not really funny. Oh, those are the worst kind. Yeah. yeah. Well, they weren't funny enough. It was like it, it didn't meet the criteria. It's like if you're going to be mean, you, you have to be, be a certain. Yeah. 
has to be a certain. It has to be funny. Yeah, and it has to be a certain like level of funny. And also, isn't it? It's also a bit like how you say that joke. It's like it's like you, there's a way of sounding, making a joke to where it's like it sounds like you're just trying to attack that person. And then there's other ways of saying that joke, for example, where you're like, hey, here's a person about, here's a thing about that person I can pick on a little bit, but they're not going to get that butthurt on it no matter how hard I push it. That's true. Dude, um, do you mind uh, eating that mic a little bit? Sure. No, I mean, just you can move it closer to you. Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Here, I'll. I'll... Uh, this is going back to my young days. Oh. <laughs> oh, that should be an uh, inside joke, I think. <laughs> Why does he move it closer? I decided to just sorry about what <laughs> the coughing on the microphone. Oh, it's fine. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll just lie salt later. You dirty, yeah. dirty animal. Yeah, you dirty, disgusting pig. Just kidding. You, f- you forgot criminal. Criminal. Your voice is far better than most people would expect. I think. It, I mean, what do you expect me to sound like? I'm I'm not, I'm not I'm just I'm generally curious like. I want you to do an impression of what I would. This sounds funny. Oh, I can't do an, sing. I mean, like, it would be bass though for sure. Do an impression of me if you didn't know what I sound like and you didn't know who I was. Um, I just turned around, geez. grabbed you by your neck, and started making love to you. What would my voice sound like? Oh my god! Yeah, it would be something more along the lines of like that uh, deep, gruff. You know, like, hey kids, you know, where's your birthday at? <laughs> That would be excellent. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. That, is this so? What about my personality uh, brings about this? This this uh, most, <laughs> this most is lack. Oh god, I don't know. You just have, you have a very you have a very like the, the way that I would put you is like in like like in semi seriousness is like you've got like a very outgoing personality. You obviously pushed the envelope quite a bit. And so, like, you know, I was always a bit surprised when I found them. It's like, oh, shit, he's also a good tenor singer. Are you tenor? I'm a baritone. Baritone. I'm can you baritone. hit tenor notes? Not well. I can sing a tune. I can, I can carry a tune in tenor, but I can't, gotcha. you know, sing without my throat, using <laughs> my throat, tee-hee. Oh. I don't know. Isn't that the thing? Like, I sing with my diaphragm <laughs> when I sing baritone. Yeah. Well, also, it's like... Especially different with theater, right? Because like if you're doing stage musicals, you got to project. Yeah, out to the back. But if you're doing in studio shit, it's like I mean, like I kept on getting told by my my old teacher, she was like, "You're going to kill your fucking voice," and so I eventually just gave up singing because I was killing my voice. Um, well, speaking of your voice, I, that's something I really want to talk about. What I missed about you, oh. I think the best thing that we've ever. Well, okay, before we go too deep. I want to introduce who you are. So, mm. number one, you're my very good friend, old friend from childhood, and you're also a filmmaker. Oh yeah, uh, Chris Combs, filmmaker extraordinaire. <laughs> but no, uh, seriously, uh, give me a little bit about your career because we never really talk shop when we see each other. We kind of just bullshit. That's true. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I wanted to be a filmmaker like forever. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. when I was a totally. kid. Yeah. Was, I, when I was trying to find a job as a kid, I always watched a movie to find it. It's like, oh, fighter pilot, Top Gun says so, you know, or something like that. Backdraft. Oh, you know, it's like the firefighter. It's like, why would you want to do that after watching Backdraft? Like, it's a terrible say, idea. But... That movie made you want to be <laughs> yeah, a firefighter? It's stupid. Um, but like then um, it got to a point where I ran out of jobs. I just hated them all. And I just finally said, you know, okay, you know, I've been doing this all the time. I, don't, I just make movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, like, uh, my career actually started officially in Japan. Um, I wanted to go study film there for a long time. Like, not study it in school, but actually make films there. Mm -hmm. And so I went there, um, like, five years ago? Four years, four years ago. I think it was about five years ago, actually. Okay. Um, and I, um, I, I went to there. I was staying for about six months and just kind of, like, looked around and got to know the area and stuff like that and stayed with friends and everything. Um... And then uh, I, by the end of that stay there, I made a very, very shoddy, like, documentary about a metal band I liked quite a bit. And they were pretty cool. They were on Anthony Bourdain's TV show back in the day. Uh, no Reservations? Or uh, yeah, the other one, Parts the Unknown. The new one, Parts Unknown. Yeah, and they were the in the Tokyo. The two, yeah. yeah, and then they were in the Tokyo episode. And, you know, really talented guys, and I got to have fun with them and do that. But it just, obviously, it didn't even make it to submissions for film. So how much of this you're learning while you're doing in Japan, you said you went there to study, but or, or to make film. But how much of the actual film craft are you learning on the ground, so to speak? Oh yeah, but most of it, most of it, almost all. Because like the thing is, is like it's, so. Um, my my line producer told me something very interesting about directors. What's the line producer? Uh, I, sorry, I, he's he's the guy that um, he's the one that has a harder job than me on set by far because he um, has to make everything come together. From all the different departments, he has to be the one going through the paperwork, making sure it's good to go. Um, and it's a very difficult job. And he kind of he even told me, like, at the beginning, he's like, my job's harder than yours. He's like, you know that. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> but um, but he's, um, he told me, he said, um, you know, he's like, the thing that sucks about being a director is it's like, you know, you have time to make, like, maybe one movie a year, maybe two if you're very lucky. You know, he's like, whereas, like, we, as on this, the, the tech area, it's like, you know, next week we're on another movie. Week after that, we're on another movie. So, all like, the number of movies behind a tech staff, uh, uh, you know, in his um, vernacular, um, on their resume is, like, four times longer a lot of the times than that of a director or more, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm making numbers up. I don't know. <laughs> You're making I'm, who, numbers. This is not a math podcast. Yeah, right? I'm, I, and I'm not a want. math director. What was that? Your math director? I am, I am not a math director. Oh, this is not, yeah, this is not a math podcast, and you are not a math director. Perfect. Holler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's all the ground. I mean, like, um, it's, it's, it, the thing that was really fun was that, like, I think you remember back when we were in high school, like, acting was kind of my first thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, I mean, like, and then, you know, we both do comedy and things like that, and then... You know, so like those sorts of things make you more empathetic with performers, whereas other people are going to be like, come on, just get the shit done. And we're just like, okay, on the one hand, like you're being a little bit of a dick, but yeah, I can see your position. And that's why a good director will know which person to say, you know, you're out of here too, which you know, it has never happened to me, but like I hope it never does. Biggest asshole on set. At which one? Ever for you. You don't got a name. It wasn't. Name. At, it wasn't at any of my two movies. It was at a play. Can I count that? Sure. But before you go into it, what are these two movies? Okay, so one of them is um, one of them is now locked away somewhere tight and will probably never be released. The other one though Excellent. is called Blue and Yellow, um, and it's a movie that I wrote and directed in Japanese, and it's, it's all um, in Japanese. Yeah, it's all in Japanese, um, and it's. Um, it's about this old man whose wife has just passed away, and he's kind of reliving the memories of their lives together, um, and um, also sort of um, maintaining a relationship with his estranged son. It's a short movie. It's like 15 minutes or something. So. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, that was um, that was that was the first. That's the first movie I've ever written and directed that I'm genuinely proud of. Mm. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, not a journalist, that's no. for sure. But you know what I am? Hungry, hungry. Oh, hungry. Gotcha. <laughs> you see, I went. Uh, I was for trying God. to read your face and kick. Oh. Um, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Enough about my insatiable hunger for penis. <laughs> How long did you do comedy for? How long did you do stand-up for before you realized that it's terrible and you did other things? I still do it sometimes. I, I, I will say that I... I okay, I, I don't yeah, count but... this sometimes because you're probably doing it from a hobbyist. Like, Wouldn't it be weird if... Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I mean, like, it, you know, it never really got to the point where I was... Um, I thought it was like a terrible, terrible life or something like that. It was more like it got to a point where I needed to eat. And I'm sounds so, like a terrible life. <laughs> yeah. And so I needed to find something to do. And I was always planning on coming back to the comedy. And then it just got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Like, honestly, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I have the patience because I've written a film before, a couple of films now. And I don't think I have the patience to write a 30 minute set because that all know. has to be funny. Like, that's the difference. I, I'm, I'm trying to make people cry. That's my main mission in this film. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, that's a much more fun goal, by the way. You know, it's like, uh, but yeah. It, um, Making people cry. Oh, fuck yeah. Why, oh, would you, why would you say it's more fun? In film, for sure. I mean. Why would you say that? Because, like, making people laugh. Well, making people laugh is really great, too. But, like, making people, when you make somebody cry. I'm not saying which is better or worse. I'm just, I'm trying to get your opinion on it. Okay. Um. Whether it's for a good reason or a bad reason that they're crying, it's like it's like it, it doesn't matter. It's sort of like um, we each probably laugh at least once or twice a day. Um, yeah. uh, hopefully, yeah, yeah. I mean, but most people don't cry once or twice a day. Um, Face yourself, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but like I mean, like it's like that's the sort of a thing. It's like if you're gonna make somebody cry at something that you wrote, that's not real in a camera. You know, it's like if somebody, says a, if somebody says a joke, it doesn't matter if it's a real joke. It's still funny. Whereas if you are making shit up that – I'm not saying it's harder, but it is – comedy is harder. But for me, it's more enjoyable just in the sense of that particular aspect of them that they're reaching. It's more rarely expressed. Um, that totally emotion. makes sense. I mean, the way I'm hearing it, it, it does kind of – it's almost like it's not a harder emotion to elicit, evoke, but it's almost – I feel like you have to try hard to make someone cry. You really have someone. Sure. Someone needs to be subject to. I don't know. Maybe because. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a crying bitch, but I don't cry that much. <laughs> I mean, I cried like three times before you got here. <laughs> I was very nervous. Oh my I was god. Very nervous. Oh my god. A lot of barf. A lot of um, you know, scary. Have you ever like masturbated anxiously? Like. Have I? No, I've never gotten to that point. You've never masturbated and you've been like, oh my God, I'm so worried about my appointment. Anxiously, no. Guiltfully, maybe. Oh, who doesn't masturbate <laughs> guiltfully? I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, That's just called masturbating. <laughs> no one feels liberated after masturbating unless oh, you've yeah. never done it before. And yeah. then you go back to feeling guilty. Oh my God. Because either it's either you feel guilty for having masturbated at all. <laughs> For what you masturbated to, mm. or what happened to that poor person <laughs> in what you masturbated to? Uh, and hopefully, there's no on in the next part. No. <laughs> in. Oh, oh gosh. 
<laughs> That's for word people. <laughs> for word pe- Yes, the word on and in and sex puns. Yeah, but also remembering the last entire thing. <laughs> right? We're like um like a presidential memory test. Topical. Ah, humorous. Humorous. Um if you were going to run for president, what's your slogan? Vote for him. Vote for the other guy. Uh, vote, for, vote for the other guy. I don't want to do that fucking job, man. All right. Oh. Vote for him, colon, I don't want to do that fucking job, man. Chris Combs, 2024. I believe that's a semicolon. Uh, no, I believe that... A colon is when we're adding lists of stuff. Or, like, like yeah. So or it could be... You're a movie, man. You could do colons after, like, movie titles. You know, Chris Combs, colon, the unrelenting, the unrelenting masturbator. Okay, yeah, I see. I remember that now. Okay, when it's titles, yeah, I see. This is the thing about English. This is why I do movie scripts because people like the only people that read those fucking things are the actors. If you write a book, you have to sit in that shit out, and that grammar's got to be correct. Fuck me, I've got like like spelling mistakes everywhere. I don't even care. It's like the actors will pick it up. You're leaving it to the actors to spell to spell check for you. <laughs> I, from what the little I know about actors, that is not a good idea. Yeah, I should probably get an editor. That would be a better idea. Yeah, I, I'll be your editor, Chris. <laughs> I'll be your editor. I'm pretty free right now, and I will. I'll blow you. Oh, okay. How much if you don't blow me? A job, and health benefits. Wait, is that you? You getting that or me getting that? I'm not going to give you health insurance to be have a job with you. <laughs> the fuck kind of jo- that that would be truly that's that <laughs> would that be the change that would happen in America. It's like we have mass sweeping health reform. Now yeah. you pay your employer for health insurance. Yeah, that's how films work. It's like, oh yeah, it's what's the health insurance benefits for like you know Fear Factory? Is there anything in Fear Factory you wouldn't have done? In Fear Factor, yeah, um, like eat you know. Animal penises or being a bet, being a the eating thing, anything involving the eating thing. I can't because like the thing eating's is like, tough. Eating's tough. Even when it's a, when it's a too strong when IPA is like that gag reflex kicks in and I'm like, ah, no, I don't. Your want Your body it. is just like, no, you yeah. don't want this. Um, but here's the thing: is that like I also know that they are under obligation from their insurance companies not to kill the people on there. So no matter what, I'll make it out alive. So any of the things outside of eating, I think that I'd be like, fuck it, I'll do it. But you do also sign a waiver saying you won't sue if you are killed. I'm pretty sure their insurance is like, you can't kill them on purpose. Well, if I die, I don't give a shit. I'm dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but you know, assuming I know that there are people out there that like you. I <laughs> I know of them. Yeah, yeah it's like they're few and far between and uh, very loyal. <laughs> yeah, right. You These hoes ain't loyal, Chris. You got to find some that are. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, no, I, I, I understand what you mean. Um, no, but, like, the eating thing, it's, like, that's the worst ones. And, like, the thing is, like, with the height stuff and everything, I mean, it's, I went bungee, or not bungee jumping, that would be nothing um, compared to this stupid bullshit. Because one day in Japan, my girlfriend said to me, hey, Chris, we're, uh, we're going skydiving tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Oh, fuck you. Really? And she's like, yep, we're going. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, and she's like, I'm going. You can stay if you want. And she kind of forced me into it because I'm scared of heights like to death. Mm-hmm. Was not having any of this the whole way over there. I was just like, I, I mean, like I talk a lot, and the whole way over there, I'm just like dead fucking silent. And so, uh, but like, yeah, when we actually ended up doing it and everything, it's like you're sitting there like twelve thousand feet over the ground, and I'm like, dude, this guy is that, is that shit really gonna work? 
And I'm like, yes, okay, it worked. We were on the ground. And then, like, two months later, I hear, oh, this guy, he, just, like, uh, he and his uh, tangent, uh, they, uh, they fell in the backyard of somebody in Hawaii. Jesus Christ. And so. And that was you. That was me. <laughs> that was you that fell in there. Yeah, I made sure to switch him to where he was on bottom. I could walk away. So You do seem like a top. Yeah, very much so. I am a very, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. This is why you don't have two beers before your podcast starts. It's during. It's supposed to be during. It's supposed to be during. Yeah. Well, I had one beer before the podcast started. <laughs> right? Exactly. I would love to make sound effects like that when I actually drank beer. Just go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. I think if I was able to be more comically alcoholic, mm. then I would consider being an alcoholic. Right. If it's, it's fast. If it's more, if it's funny, <laughs> if it's funny, no one wants the sad clown. Everybody right. likes a happy clown who then hangs himself in his closet. <laughs> and don't worry, your pants were down, so everyone just thinks you're trying to jerk off. <laughs> but, it, but they really were like, that clown was sad. Oh. And then you just hear like a really despondent. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you want to come a little closer to that? Or. Bring a little, there, there you go. go. There you go. Right. You don't have to come. You don't have to come into it. I'm just like, I'm like looking. At the, anyway, even your regular non jokes are somehow sexual. It's like I'm not <laughs> trying to make it sexual. I know you're not. You're just, I, I it's fucking, just what you're natural. All of you goddamn children that come over here. I swear to God, all the men that aren't comics that come over that come on the podcast are like, this looks like a penis in my face. With that accent, too. I'm like, guys, really, you must stop disparaging my ancestry, okay? <laughs> so we were Confederates up until the 1970s. Leave us alone. There you go. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Then fucking Carter got into office, and, well, you know uh, how that story happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only I knew how to read. If only. <laughs> if you knew how to... Oh, dude, that's... The... I'm here with illiterate <laughs> film director... Slash writer. Wistful Combs. I'm not sure. So why? I know you're illiterate, but why do you spell your name like you're illiterate? <laughs> well, I guess that makes a lot of sense, asking out loud. <laughs> I'm here with incompetent reporter and illiterate filmmaker, Spencer Sellins and Chris Combs. That sounds right. That's a winner right there. That was, um, that was gold. Mm, maybe even bronze. You're, you aspire for bronze. <laughs> Um, okay, interesting. Cheers. Cheers, sir. What would you... Okay, so we went, as you said, we went, We both went to high school together. Right. We were in marching and concert band together. Right. We were, we were, okay, so like on that note, like you and I were actually one of the closer pairs out there, mm -hmm. uh, friends. I mean, like I know that Casey was involved too, you know, like there was a three threesome going on, but um, there was... You know, <clears throat> it, I just remember, like, you know, gosh, you know, that guy's going to, he's going to do something someday. Like, he's going to be some great fucking thing he does. And, like, honestly, like, I don't think I was wrong at all. Um, I, just, I, I will say for a fact, you are 100% wrong. <laughs> I well, have done I'm your nothing. mother, though, and, like, that's the way this works. I know? have done nothing. <laughs> I've done nothing. I've bought an apartment. That's what I've done. Yeah, but you purchased that. I did, but you know what I did do with it? Got a triple mortgage on it, so now I'm double under. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, no I mean, this is all I. You're gonna make me sad. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. I'm just like, oh yeah, I bought a home, but now I'm six hundred grand in debt. Oh, 
That would oh be my bad. god! You should... <laughs> Anywho, um, there's something I really wanted to reminisce with you. Okay, it was a part of my life. It was very special, but also very troubled. Troubled because of my actions, but we'll get to that. It was a magical time because set the scene. It's my sophomore year. Our, no, your junior year, my yeah, sophomore yeah. year. We're like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. You, me, Casey, a couple other buddies. We got together. And we, and you know what we decided? We decided the world needs to hear us as a ska band. Yep. Yep. Midnight 30. Oh, yeah. The ska band. The, was... the premier ska punk band based out of our friend ryan's garage <laughs> our friend ryan's parents's garage that's right yeah yeah but it was right it was pretty close to the school it was it, yeah. eventually he had to move because you know the whole distance at the school thing and you know that all yeah that whole chestnut yeah no it's ryan's it's, a pedophile anywho oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah midnight 30 i actually always thought was a really cool thing Cause like I mean, like, it was the best thing that ever happened yeah. to Scott Punk. Oh yeah. Well, also it was the best thing. That, I think it's some one of the best musical things that ever happened to us because we were all kind of like not prepared for something like this. And we yeah, wait, let anyway. me pause you real quick before anyone gets the wrong impression. We were terrible. We were. We were the worst thing I've ever heard. Continue, Chris. There were there were some parts that were good. I just don't it was a magical time because you know, but I. I, I just don't want people to think that we thought that we were any good. No, we were not good. I mean, this band was going nowhere. But either way, like one of the Fast. things, that, yeah. But like it, one of the things that it did kind of like teach us all about a bit was just the band experience over totally. the small Oh, oh yeah. my god, we were we all well actually like me and the horn sections always got along great because I always did. It's like I was always like okay, this and this, and then the horn sections were perfect, and then everybody else was just like, well, no, that's stupid because you want to do this, and I'm just like. You guys are great. You guys suck. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's also. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Chris. Your lyrics were a little bit not shitty. <laughs> I was terrible. I shouldn't have been in that band in the first I place. I remember. Uh, don't be embarrassed with these lyrics. <laughs> these are the best lyrics ever. If you will, I still remember. Now, if you'll set the scene again, we're in the garage. We're getting ready to quote record our first single. I forget what it's called, but you wrote it. Yeah. And what were the lyrics? Run away from all my fears. It'll save my pain and it'll save my tears. And I don't remember the rest of it. Do you remember? No, it was about, I I think it was, okay, so like, I think I was trying to make a thing about some, it wasn't about myself. It was about some person uh, who was depressed Really, and that a, wasn't about someone who just like had a kid. This wasn't like a no, sequel no, 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 to "Isn't no. She Lovely." Uh, hey, look, I know there's a few like you know spoilers here, but uh, keep your shirt on, pal. And then, uh, so then, like, I think he or she took the same bus every day, and um, it, and then he uh, he wasn't happy. I don't know. It didn't end. It didn't end well for him. I was in a very dark spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah, it was. Um, high school's tough for all of us. Oh yeah, boy. I remember giving you shit about being in high school and smoking cigarettes and then me beginning to smoke cigarettes like a year <laughs> later for like 10 years afterwards. 
I know you actually got me back into cigarettes, not on purpose. How did like, I get back? I haven't smoked for like three years. No, no, no. Like back then. Oh, back okay. Then, like I wasn't smoking anymore when we met after high school. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you smoking, and you're just like, ah, say, hey man, you want a cigarette? I'm like, yeah, but I didn't tell you I'd quit. So yeah, rut row. It's all right. Um, well, yeah, those were the times though. It's like, um, you know, I mean, like weed, I couldn't get into until way later. I was like 21. Probably for the best. I mean, you don't want to be like 13 years old just taking bong rips. Mm. I know plenty of people who were like that. And now they're dead. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course, it's the weed. So how long? Okay. So you've been around. You've been around. Okay. So you, you didn't start any of the film stuff before Japan. Like nothing serious. No. There was no, okay, it was all, even if you did film something, it was for fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, how much you get off the plane in Japan, Mm -hmm. you're starting filming your first film, even if it's the one that cannot be talked about, it's sealed in a box. How how long passes between those two points? Six months. Six months. Six months. It was six months, because, like, I've been talking to this band for quite a while. And um, before I even got into Japan, and then I landed in Japan, and they just stopped responding to me. And I guess they had some. You got ghosted. Yeah, I know. I was like, shit. You got well, ghosted well, for your first film job. At least I'm in Japan. Let's see what what happens. And um, so I, um, so yeah, I kind of like. Uh, eventually, it was like two weeks before I was supposed to go. And um, you know, they called me and they said, uh, you know, oh hey, you know, like we, you still want to do that thing? And I'm like fucking two weeks to do a documentary it's like and i'm alone i have this camera sure why not and it's like i mean like you can't say no to it it's like you know it's not gonna be good but it's like you can at least do your best with the project and mm-hmm. the future talk about it on a podcast and um hell yeah yeah my podcast in yeah fact. but i rather that the worst fucking luck during that thing because it's like i mean like i um during filming i actually fell down the stairs and i broke three ribs on my back how the, how, what? How the yeah. fuck did this happen? We were walking. The stairs um, in this particular place decided to make them much shorter and taller. And so I was carrying down a bunch of bags, and my foot missed, and my feet are big, and that was it. And I just, you know, the whole world turned, and then I got to the bottom of the stairs. And so. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, so then I finished the project anyways, and then um, that day, What a trooper. Finished yeah. the job anyway. Well, and the poor, like, one of the guys on there even had to use a cane himself usually, and he's like, no, he's like, you use this right now. He's like, you're, you're seriously dying right now. Um, and then I had to get on an airplane uh, and go back to the United States. And my Immediately the, after? Yeah. And how long... So wait, this is... Okay, so this is six months after you get off in Japan. So six yeah. months after Japan... Mm-hmm. You're now on a plane with two broken ribs back to America. Right. Okay. And so, um, and so then I get back and, you know, I mean, we kind of like me and one other person, we kind of like went through as much of this footage as we could, mm-hmm. uh, and got it put, you know, put out eventually. Yeah. So, but I always knew I wanted to go back. And so I, uh, saved up some money and, um, you know, eventually got enough to go to a language school in Japan. And that would give me a visa, which is what everybody wants to get. A visa to yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's appropriate. Actually, it, it would be bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> reasons, guys. Reasons. V and B. Yeah. No shit. Where were we? My bad. I'm. 
I, I need to shut my mouth when you're No, on. it's okay. That's fine. Uh, most of the time it works. I'll get back there. Uh, tangents. Right. Tangents about, right. Ah, yes. Going back. So for the language school. Yes. Visa. Boo-doo. Yes. Visa. And uh, so I had a visa, which meant that I could spend my spare time doing film and not worry about it. And, uh, you know, you have to go to a certain amount of class. I, I didn't. <laughs> so I still managed. I got barely by every single semester. I'm going to just the right amount of school. To where I could spend all the rest of my time working on film, um, which is why out of that entire school, I have the worst Japanese by far. But after that, it was like, I mean, um, I managed to kind of get a partnership with somebody who was running a bar over there and kind of like feed him some of the money that I had and um, get the visa. And so it was, you know, just enough to get a visa there, too. And this one is actually permanent. You paid a barman for a visa. Oh, I didn't pay a barman for a visa. I partnered with him. <laughs> Part, wait, so you married a barman, and now you have a Japanese That's visa. exactly it. Um, but, I didn't realize Japan was that progressive in their immigration and marriage laws. Actually, I don't think you have to pay them if you marry them. You just go ahead and have a visa. Interesting, Udo. Yeah. Anyway, so like, um, so then at that point, we just started working on making film. Um, because like, you, know, you have to have that open space and time and everything to do things. Um, so we ended up going up to Tokyo and spending what well, we, me, I went to Tokyo, but my people were in Tokyo. And um, so we worked together on like three films, I think, that came out that I produced. And then like mine's the one that I wrote and directed. Um, what film's that? The one that I wrote and directed. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought, oh, you were yeah. ta- I thought these were different than what you're talking about. Sorry. Oh no 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 yeah no that's the same one uh, so yeah those are those are that's everything that's the four like the four things that I mean the producing doesn't count I wasn't really like part of the creative process you've thing. crafted two films yes yeah that were that you writ writ you yeah. wrote and directed yeah yeah absolutely um, one that I will actually show anybody. <laughs> You, what is that? Uh, one that I will, I will actually show anybody, um, especially because it actually did just get the acceptance into a festival. Which festival? Um, I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to answer, announce that yet, but I will say it's uh, a Japanese film festival that's in America. Um, and, um, but yeah, it's, it's a very good festival, you know, and um, so um, once that gets you know, more clear, then I could probably announce it. But Well... Because of your secrecy, I will never have you back on again. Mm-hmm. Get out of my studio. <laughs> I will murder you right now. How pissed are you to be back in America? Honestly, it's not the America part that bothers me at all. Um, I think it's, it's me. Well, no. It's just like we can't move around easily right now with everything going on. Oh, because um, COVID? Yeah, yeah. It's just – so, I mean, like, even if I want to – even if I'm like, well, maybe I could take a you know, little break over in this place. No, you can't. So. Nope. Yeah. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. What's something you've seen you like lately, Mikey? I don't think I've seen many movies at home that are new to did me. You, did you get a chance for a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, yeah. I watched that on a plane. Okay. On a plane. Okay. It was uncensored, so it wasn't like, you know, this freaking Fraggle Rock. Yeah, that would be bad. That, that was painful. Usually, The Hateful Eight was too long for me. It was good, but I was just... but. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. Oh my God, I loved yeah. it. That and I know you're a, big, you're a big Quentin Tarantino fan. Oh, I'm a huge fan. You know. You're a big... You love feet. Uh, well, I, well, I mean, like, I'm more of the, the toe part of that, but yeah. You're a toe man. Yeah. Is there a specific toe you like more? Well, it's got to be the pinky. Really? The pinky? Yeah. What determines an ugly foot? 
like what is the number one thing that's like wow that foot is not boner inducing whether or not it's been run over interesting okay that i guess we'll just have to agree to disagree <laughs> but um let's continue oh i've rather way i forgot to, have to tell you this podcast actually there is a theme every episode is about jeffrey epstein Oh, no. <laughs> but it's only about what his prison accommodations were like. That's the only thing we talk about. Oh, my God. Like, what the politics of the prison were at the time. You know, like, were the white power dudes, you know, feuding with the Latin kings? What was the prison dynamic like? It wasn't very long. <laughs> it was not very long, no. That was not very long. I don't think he made many friends. No, from what I learned about people like Epstein, they, they're not well-liked in jail. Yeah. They're loved. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the jail, right? I always thought that the Gervais joke that he did, the Ricky Gervais joke he did at the Golden Globes this year regarding Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, fucking hell, that was just like the most, especially because like your audience is all people who are on the inside know how of this, mm -hmm. you know. Dude. Ever since I've gotten laid off work, I've just been watching the news. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Everybody's a pedophile. <laughs> this shit's getting crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, why does everyone seem to have been on Jeffrey Epstein's plane? I know. I know. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's insane, like, because, like, I, I, I stopped reading it recently because it was just like, oh, another person is this and that and this and that. And, hey, here's another celebrity who we hate because they got plastic surgery, but we didn't know about it. Okay, seriously, like, it's all just, like, tabloid at this point. I like how the things that get you off of, of print media are tabloid articles about Jeffrey Epstein and... Plastic surgery gone wrong. You're like, I've had it with the news. <laughs> you know what? I'm done. <laughs> Fuck reading. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I mean, it's like it's, every once in a while you'll get like a science thing. And I'm like, here we go. Something about a planet, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, we just know this tiny bit more. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah. that's what science is, you cunt. It's, it's, I, I'm it's fine a, with that. But like, then that's one thing, story I'm excited about. And then I'm like, oh, okay. You know I mean? Like, that's really wonderful. But like, keep going. Okay. Get back to me. This podcast is taking a rough turn. <laughs> no, that was about that was about twenty minutes before the smoke break. <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. That was it's like we've only been going for twenty five minutes. I know. <laughs> I know. What does it feel like to be on the world's most unprepared podcast? You know, it's not as bad as you would think. It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm it's glad. Good. I'm glad. I mean, I get to sit in a chair. I get to have this with me. This being what, uh, this being oh okay I'm allowed to say beer. that this being the beer okay, well, this, I, I this, this isn't like this is this on sorry this yeah. isn't like yeah the beer is allowed you know I mean like you know like he's got sorry Spencer's got cocaine in the bathroom if you need it if you need it only powder one nose at a time one nose at a time yeah don't be don't be greedy two noses what is this are you, are you in... <laughs> I feel like a puffs commercial could be kind of implemented into this you know for the puffs. like the toilet paper no for like the 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 ones that you use for your nose. A nose in need deserves puffs indeed. Well, we can make oh. much more off of that. Oh, what do I think? I'm like using some charm or something. Yeah. So, Spencer, when, when you start, like, so how long did you do comedy before the, the, the coronavirus had hit? In like a year and a half. Year and a half. What have you learned during that year and a half, do you think, as a, that made you improve as a comedian? I mean, to be serious, it's that. No one cares if you bomb. 
Right. Really? Meaning, like, I mean, in the sense of, like, you go up there and you bomb. Let's say you have the worst set of your life, mm-hmm. and it's just a, you, know, you bombed. Yeah. You get off stage, you're the only person who's thinking about that bomb. Yeah, that's true. Life goes on. There's no one. Yeah, I mean, essentially, life goes on. I'm the only person who's thinking about that bomb, and no one in that audience is thinking, like, oh, my God, how embarrassing was that? How embarrassing was that for that guy? No one's thinking that. No, you're completely out of their mind. So, like, just who cares if you bomb? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I mean, I even remember, like, one of the things is, like, you could do the exact same set. The exact same way and do it at another place. And they're not, like, some of them aren't even going to be talking to the person next to them. And, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just the way that it goes, though. You take that another place, everybody's floored, you know. And mm-hmm. Did you usually do the improvised stuff or you're more into, like, writing things out? Oh, definitely. I write my jokes, yeah. Okay. Definitely write my jokes. I mean, it, when I go up there and I don't prepare, mm-hmm. it's obvious. Yeah. It's very abundantly clear. That's the same thing that happened to me. It's like I, I can't even change a word. If I change a word, it throws me off. So I have this whole thing like script memorized. I mean, I don't have it down to a script, but I definitely have, you know, parts of it. There are certain words or phrases. It's definitely there is. It's a rough script. I think I that's. I think that comedians that can use utilize that though are generally stronger comedians than, for say, example, ones like me who's like. Because that's one of the reasons I decided not to go forward. I was like, I have to re- like memorize all this shit. It's like, or you could learn how to do it the other way. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Well, Chris, it's because I'm incredibly talented. It is because you're incredibly talented. I told I'm, you that. I've told I'm, you that since you were in high school, you crazy son of a bitch. I'm incredibly talented. I've never met someone who's better than me in any aspect. Uh, never met. I've, I, I'm a better creator. I'm a better filmmaker. <laughs> I'm, a better, I'm a better comedian. I'm a... I'm a stronger. Don't forget pole actor. vaulter. That would be fun to see. Uh, I I would love to see me as a pole vaulter. <laughs> I I no, I wouldn't. Dude, you're six foot six. You're just like just jump. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're six foot six. Like, oh, dude, how? What is okay? You are an Olympic athlete. What is your sport? Anything. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's an Olympic sport, yeah. Just because this is the most interesting to me and golf's not on there, um, karate. Golf's in the Olympics. Golf's in the Olympics? It was back. They came back in like 2016, I think. So it'll be back for the next Olympics. Either golf or karate. Golf and karate. Golf and karate. Uh, simultaneously. Yeah. Wow. Right before that guy's about to take his swing, he just... <laughs> that is, from what I've heard, that's poor sportsmanship. It is on a- Karate chopping someone is bad when they're when they're teeing off. No, no, he was doing, but he was doing it with his putter. Oh, so he, but he was committing violence. Yes. See again, Chris. I uh, this podcast does not support <laughs> violence. <laughs> oh shit! This is not a violence podcast. This is a love podcast. Oh, this yeah. is this you should is, have seen how violently you're drinking that beer recently. This is how this I so. Another thing that I want to do on the show is I've decided that I want to f- to close out the show. I'm going to start masturbating, and then we're going to say our goodbyes, all right? I think that's about how it usually would go, right? It's, I mean, more or less. Depends on who's who. – I mean, if you're hosting, obviously, the, the <laughs> tables are turned. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, how would that be if like you went on like a podcast and you didn't even know, and like the guy is like, "Hey, be on my podcast," and then he's like, "This is a Craigslist hookup, right?" <laughs> oh well. How'd you like that? Not I. Uh, how, how do you say this? Not too kindly. Um, I fucking wouldn't. I fucking wouldn't. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Chris Combs. Not big on Craigslist. Not big on Craigslist. <laughs> that's the episode title. That's actually a pretty good title. Not big. <laughs> that's definitely the episode title. Yeah. Not big on Craigslist. Chris, tell the people what you're doing, what you're working on, where they can find you, how they can find you. Tell the good people. Uh, find me pretty soon here. In a couple of months, I think you might spot me on some festivals. Um, hopefully in a year or two, you can see the next big movie, and uh, we'll see how things go. And the movie, again, is Blue and Yellow. Yes, sir. Blue and Yellow. And uh, Japanese movie. Lots of fun. Lots of tears. Lots of Japanese people. Yes, only Japanese people. <laughs> wow. Okay. We won't touch on that. We'll just yeah. leave it on a happy note. All righty then. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. Bye.